Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich. And now, here's your host, Rich Horace. All right. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. Rich Orris here, and thank you for joining us today on Right at Home with Rich. You know, spring has sprung. It's getting warmer. We just had Easter. I know everyone is just itching to spend some time outside. You know, whether it's cleaning, planting flowers, grilling, sipping tea, whatever, outside is where we all want to be right now. We've been inside for too long. So here to join me today and talk about designing Basically, every type of outdoor project, patios, decks, porches, kitchens, it doesn't matter, entertaining areas, we've got it all today with Mosby designer Laura Powderly joining me. And stay with us. This week's hack is going to be how to properly power wash your vinyl siding. We'll go on the road with Rich and we'll hear about you know, how so many indoor projects actually start to relate to outdoor projects. So let's the fun begin here. Um, here to join me with this conversation and spread her knowledge is Mosby designer Laura Powderly. Hey, Laura, thanks for taking some time out of your day just to help educate all our listeners. How are you doing today? I'm great, Rich. It's great to be here. Awesome. We'd love to have you. We've done this before. We've always had a lot of fun with it. But, you know, let's just kind of start out to maybe remind the people that that haven't heard you yet, you know, tell me a little bit about your background and what kind of got you interested in design. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've always been creative. I used to sit and watch my dad watercolor. So it kind of runs in the family, the artistic side. Um, And I always used to enjoy as a child rearranging my furniture in my bedroom. So I knew that I wanted to do something that kind of combined it being organized and also designed. So I kind of knew from the beginning I was going to do something like this. Awesome. And how long you been here with Mosby? Almost eight years. Wow. That time is really flying yeah. by. That's awesome. So, so what's the most challenging part of what you do here? You know, honestly, right now it's juggling timelines. I think with our current climate in the industry, we've gotten really good at getting creative and adapting you know, making sure everything comes in on time and that we're scheduling stuff properly. And that's a moving target. So I think that's something that that we're really growing with lately. Yes. No, actually that, you know, I've, I've talked full episodes about delays and 
um, labor shortage and cost increases mm-hmm. and all the crazy stuff happening these days. And obviously today, you know, we can get into a lot of these outdoor projects because, you know, during all that, everybody's been inside. Everybody's been trying to, you know, stay safe and all that in the past couple of years. So I think everybody's really just dying to get outside and yeah. a lot of outdoor projects kind of coming down the pipeline now. Um, so more into how you design these and everything. I mean, what do you really love about designing projects like this for clients? I think my favorite thing is solving a problem. I love finding the best possible solution for something that helps my client that's also super beautiful and design focused. It's all about finding that marriage between form and function, and that's probably my favorite thing. Awesome, awesome. So um, what's your favorite type of exterior project um, to work on? I love uh, doing new covered outdoor living structures, whether it's attached or detached from the home. Um, but I really love the idea of p- planning process and designing of a second living space, somewhere to come out and live just like you do inside, but on the outside. Yeah. And I can't wait to get, you know, later on into the kitchens, like the yeah. outdoor, the indoor, the outdoor, how they relate and stuff like those that. Those are great. Yo, those are definitely really fun to do. Um, so if with people out there, you know, it's, it's spring, we're starting to get more outside calls, things like that. Everybody's considering, you know, some type of outdoor project, how to design their outdoor project. If you could give everyone listening just one piece of advice when they're considering designing some sort of outdoor living project, what would that advice be? Sure. Yeah. I think the biggest thing would be to look at inspiration photos up front, finding out what you like and what you don't like um, and more of a general direction is, is really helpful. There are so many different options and paths, no pun intended, that you can take with exteriors. So it's super helpful to get a general idea of what you're wanting to do, no matter how premature that idea is. Oh yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. Um, so, and, and been here eight years, you know, we've done a lot, we've done a lot together. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to do my on the road segment about this outdoor call. I just went on with a previous client of ours that you had worked on with too, but I kind of decided to take it in a little bit different direction. But thinking of all these outdoor projects, do you have like an all time favorite outdoor project that you're most proud of that you've done? Oh, you know, I do. (laughs) It actually was a client that we shared together. We had a um, custom louvered structure that was attached to the house you could control the amount of shade right from a smartphone. It was so neat to see how it worked, but also looked awesome and complemented the home in the best way. That was my favorite. Yeah, that one's really neat. Yeah, I remember that one for sure. That was really cool. And, you know, speaking of ones we've done together and all that, and, and you know, let's get into my on the road segment here because um, I did just see that client and we, we, you know, that we've worked with together a different one and and we are going to start to design like this outdoor covered deck area. They're not sure if they want kind of like part of it to be a gazebo and Mm -hmm. they want a hot tub on the deck. So they're, they're, you know, worried about covering the whole thing and not being able to see the stars from the hot tub, but how do you cover just part of it? And it is a complicated thing, but um, how this roof's going to work. But what I really wanted to get into was, you know, the importance of having a company like Mosby, uh, having a company that does everything, interior, exterior, that understands the whole thing, because we see so many interior jobs. Mm -hmm. 
that end up relating to the exterior. And that's where I think a lot of people either get lost in that or maybe don't get what they want because they're working with someone that's like, I don't, I don't want to move that window because we don't do windows or we don't, you know, we're not a siding company. I'm a bathroom company. So, you know, they either have to one, tell them, we'll find somebody to do that. And, you know, people don't want to find someone to do that. They want, you know, they want us to take care of it. They want to know that it's done. And so I've had so many in the past, like, um, one, we're getting ready to start designing. It's uh, a basement remodel so that the parents can move into the children's home. Right. And, of course, they're like, well, we want egress. They need a window out, so we're touching windows and siding. And they're like, well, we'd really like a sidewalk to get back here because there isn't one that goes all the way around sure. the back. And then maybe stairs that go from the deck because right now it's a walk out in the decks just a deck no stairs they're like so so it's like all this outside stuff that goes hand in hand um, with that basement and we've seen that you know with the the means for egress when you do a basement bathrooms and kitchens we see all the time you know changing a door changing a window location you know doing those things and being able to do those things just opens up so much and then of course room additions you know we've got mm-hmm. the outside work with a room addition but to build a room addition you know we're generally tearing off a deck so they're like well i need a new deck or right. i need you know a new patio sure. or i need you know all this stuff so so many things end up taking us outside even on these interior jobs it's just nice to have designers like you that can handle inside and out and a company like us that can handle inside and out right. we can do you know, all those parts and pieces for everybody. I think it's just, you know, makes it so easy. Full service. For all the clients and everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, So thinking about going outside and let's talk about some trends. Let's talk about, you know, what do we see, you know, so often when we do some patio upgrades? What are are some of the trends you're seeing and, and what are we doing to some of those? Yeah, so in terms of upgrading your patio, from a basic broom finish or even a stamped and colored uh, concrete outside of a fully poured surface you have doing stamped concrete paper tiles is always an option they come in a lot of different patterns so you can get a more interesting and custom look this still is a strong lasting uh, material but it's easier to repair because let's be honest over time concrete will crack oh yeah Yeah. And then you also have, you know, an upgrade from there is even permeable pavers. I'm seeing a lot of that recently um, for a patio or using a, you know, stone or brick paver. There's obviously more maintenance with these. It's definitely a look that you're going for when it comes to that. And then you can also do a rough, uh, seamless texture concrete. Gives a very beautiful look of a natural stone. Um, But there's a lot of different options when it comes to your patio for sure. Yeah, and there's definitely some maintenance things in, in how they do this because of, you know, concrete, when you get that rough pattern and everything, you got to watch control joints and things yes. like that. Like you mentioned, 
Um, you know, the two things they say that will always happen to concrete is one, it will crack, and two, yep. no one will ever steal it. <laughs> yes, right? <It's, laughs> absolutely. So controlling those cracks, when you get it in, in a stamped like that, you want to make sure you control them well so that it's not going right through your pattern. That There's a lot in the maintenance of all that stuff. Right. Um, but something I, I hear almost with... I want to say almost every single outdoor kind of area entertaining, whether it's kitchens, entertaining, patios, covered stuff. It's like everyone wants fire, mm, right? Yeah. They all want, the wow know, can I fit a fireplace <laughs> or a fire pit or, sure. a, you know, what are some options for people to bring that, you know, bring that fire into a patio element? Yeah, you know, fire tables are a great way to bring in that warmth and that fire element, but there's a lot of different options. So it can be very overwhelming. So some things um, to consider is, you know, the traditional fire pit with logs. This can be a higher maintenance in terms of cleanability and making sure the ambers are out when you're finished. But it's definitely, you know, if you're something you're used to, if you're you're pro-log, you might always be pro-log. Um, but there's a lot of different ways that you can upgrade. One thing I'm seeing right now it's very popular is the solo stove. Um, oh, and, nice. Yeah, and it's actually log burning, but its airflow technology helps create an ultra-hot flame to reduce smoke and to turn your log into fine ash. So it's a great compromise to get that wood, wood burning high fire without all of the smoke or, you know, a little less maintenance. It it's, looks sleek, too. Um, and then, obviously, outside of log, you have gas fire tables. These are definitely lower maintenance. There's a steady flame. There's really no prep work. It's just a, a flick of a switch. So it's it's if you're if you're uh, lazy, this is this is the fire element for you, right? Um, yeah. And in terms of buying fire tables, um, you can buy one that's separate, or you can have one that's built into a permanent structure that runs on gas, or that you can replace with a propane tank. So there's a varying array of different options, um, and a lot of them come with like remote controls and timers. There's really cool upgrades. It really just depends on how far you want to take it. Oh yeah, no that and boy that smokeless. The less smoke, yeah. I shouldn't probably say smokeless, but less smoke. Everyone's gonna be after that. I mean that really sounds like some cool technology with the, yeah. with the fireplaces and fire pits. Yeah, it's like that's the, awesome. Uh, around the chair like how do we move okay everybody shift to the left the smoke is on, coming to the left so this kind of eliminates that you don't have to play play that game of where's the smoke <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and um so real quick grilling yeah what should people think about when they're designing that cooking kind of grilling area yeah and i i think grilling is probably one of the biggest segues i see to having an outdoor space you know avid grillers you know I want a place where I can grill and I'm not out there by myself and everyone can come hang and I think you know you really have to think about how you want to use the space with and without guests that's super important um, you know does it make sense to have a separate grilling and entertaining area by creating separate distinct areas it helps give space their own purpose which we do indoors all the time yeah, oh yeah absolutely and also I think it's super important to think about what kind of grill you want this can really affect the layout of the space and how we design it. You know, is it one main grill? Is it gas, charcoal, or pro propane? You know, do you have a big green egg? The blackstones, those new blackstones are crazy huge right now. And 
sometimes they can be massive. So we want to make sure we plan space for that. Yeah, and then yeah. you segue into all the things that, well, grills are dominoes. Do you need water, refrigeration, ice? You know, what kind of function do you want out there? Yeah, and let's, you know what, it's it's definitely hitting time for our break here, but let's get into some more of that and some more technology. And we'll have my hack right after this when we return. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, here's Rich's Right at Home Hack. All right, guys, you heard the man. Right at home hack is here now that it's spring, you know, it's warming up. I know we've all noticed that dirty, ugly algae that grows on the north facing side of your home. Everyone's thinking about how they can't wait to get out there, clean that up, power wash that off. Well, I've got a couple tips here. Hopefully make that a little easier and protect your siding a little bit when you do it. And, you know, so the first thing you want to look at is using a vinyl siding cleaner. Um, you want to properly put the cleaner on, let it soak for quite a while, read the bottle, get the right amount of time. It'll lessen up your scrubbing time and your power washing time in the end. And if you need to scrub, 
deciding you want to avoid any heavy abrasive scrubbers get a long handled stick soft bristle brush to kind of scrub that off there while you're washing be sure to keep the stream pointed straight at the siding not at an upward angle you want to keep the water from getting too much of it behind the siding when you're going side to side you want to make sure that you're going with and across the seams not against the seams again blowing behind the siding also you want to watch your pressure you want to watch how close you get to it you can really damage the siding with too much water pressure and don't use hot water there are some commercial grade washers out there that you can rent that you can use that use hot water but i advise you to leave that to the pros if the water's too hot it could warp and damage your vinyl siding so follow these steps and you too can have a beautifully clean undamaged home right at the beginning of summer ready to go for you so if you want to hear this hack or any of my weekly hacks you can find them on facebook just search Rich Oris Mosby on Facebook. Take you right to what we're looking for. And for uh, for the show today, we've got Mosby designer Laura Powderly with me. We're talking everything outside, outdoor living, all kinds of different projects, patios, roofs. We got everything going on. And we were kind of going through some, you know, different trends and design elements and things that we can do outside um, we were hitting on that grilling area and kind of mm-hmm. started talking about appliances and, you know, some technology things and stuff like that. And, you know, there is a lot to think about. Um, I can tell you my little personal grilling story here. I got, you know, a new smoker last year towards the end of nice. last year. Man, really made some smoke, some good meat, turkey, chickens. And now I realize why people have like three or four of these things, <laughs> because when you've got two chickens ready to go and they're all flavored up and the beer cans up inside of them and you're ready to put them on and the grill breaks down. Yeah, you might want to think of that alternative. Not great, <laughs> not great. <laughs> yeah, not a great thing. The, the, we took the beer cans out before we put them in our convection oven, obviously. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Had a little different cooked style chicken there that night. But, um, yeah, so I'll probably be shopping for a second smoker just yeah. as that backup, you know. Yeah. Um, so thinking about all of that and, you know, there's so much technology in these things. And that's literally what happened to mine. They're like, there's a fuse there's all this computer stuff. They had to send me a whole new computer board. So, you know, what are some technology upgrades that we're seeing these days for outdoor projects, patios, stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, technology is constantly influencing how we live. And I think, you know, as we evolve with, you know, our devices, we have to adapt with, you know, how we're using them in our spaces. And, you know, inside, we think about that a lot. But a lot of times on the outside, we forget that. You know, I think one of the big things I'm seeing more requests for is charging stations outside. You know, if you're going to have a bunch of people over and you're grilling and you're doing this, that, and the other, having availability to charge devices because we're so attached to them, you know? Yes. (laughs) Um, And also, you know, we mentioned earlier a power louvered system that's really great. So I think technology is really being looped into everyday options like pergolas. Let's, why not add technology to it? Let's, with the flip of a switch on an app on our phone, adjust how much shade, because, you know, why not? We can, right? Um, so 
pretty much anything and everything can get can come with a remote control and have an app to your phone. So I think when you're doing selections, really looking into what's available and out there, I'm seeing a lot more, you know, music has always been a part of it, but I'm seeing a lot more uh, incorporation into planning that in and what needs are used based on what system you have and what system you want to put in. They all require different things. Um, I'm also seeing a lot of requests for projectors and surface oh, area yeah. to project to watch movies at night. Yep. It's becoming a whole thing. Their own drive-in. Bring everything to you with COVID, right? Let's just bring it to our backyard. So a lot of TVs and um, projectors and really just how can we incorporate any sort of upgrade for technology? It's in pretty much anything. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I will kind of advise people, you know, to really, like you were saying, think about these things. And, you know, as you're going through like this design process, it's, it's you know, we talk about things taking longer to get through and mm-hmm. stuff, but it's almost good that you get some time to think about it. Because again, like my grill, you know, when I, I'm looking at it, I'm, they got the one, it costs a little more, it does all, it hooks up to your phone and and it does all that. And I'm thinking, you know, I don't really need that. And then the mm-hmm. first time I'm sitting on my couch going, I wonder what temperature that's at. <laughs> I have to walk outside. And I'm thinking, why didn't I just do that? You yeah. know, like I just, but I didn't really think about it. I was just like, yeah, that's that's kind of fancy. I don't really need that. I'll be at home right. when I'm doing it. Why wouldn't I walk outside? Well, why why would you, you know, if right. you can? Like yeah. just look at your phone and you know it's doing well and you don't even have to worry about it. There's so many different things so like many. that. But I tell you, another big question that that I get constantly when I'm visiting everybody and we're talking about all these outdoor areas is your your patio versus your deck. Everybody's Mm. like, I got a deck now, I want a patio, I got a patio now, I want a deck. Which should I have? What should I do? Um, Can you kind of just walk us through some of the main differences between patios and decks? Yeah, for sure. I mean, both are great choices for an outdoor living space. They're perfect for entertaining. I find that a lot of times the client is either pro deck or pro patio. So we have this either or versus conversation a lot. Um, you know, and decks are often raised off of the ground where patios are usually flush with the yard or the grade. Um, and building a patio can be a little more cost effective, but it requires less maintenance than a deck. So sometimes the difference comes down to investment level versus what type of maintenance you want to get involved in. Because a lot of times, you know, if you want to set it and forget it, you know, one option might be right for you versus another. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, And, you know, I talk all the time with people about, you know, how long are you staying in your home? Yes. You know, what are your plans, stuff like this to where... Because the, the one benefit I, I do see for a lot of people with the actual deck is you can get that right to the door. Yes. There is a way that you can flush it right to the door. You can make it very easy to step out onto. So as you age in place, mm-hmm. <clears throat> might be a little bit better for you. So what are some of the factors of projects that would move your design towards either a patio or a deck other than maybe just that height for accessibility? Yeah, in terms of, you know, decks being more material up front, more labor to build, so they're often a larger investment. But, um, you know, for maintenance on a deck side, they do typically require more, but 
you know, if you have staining and sealing and power washing them, but you could also do a composite material option for a deck, which would be great for maintenance. So, I mean, that's, you know, if you're maintenance free, but you want something that's elevated for a better view, you know, a lot of times if you want to deck up higher, you can see the horizon better. It's a better view. But if you want less maintenance, you could do composite. So there's a lot of different ways to find that special ground of what you're looking for when you're designing whether it's a patio or a deck there's a ways to get both have your cake and eat it too yeah no i do i do like that you know you can see things when you're higher up you maybe get a better view than if you're you know lower down on a patio that sort of thing um but let's go into like covering them so so you know can you cover both and, and what are, you know, is there any advantages, disadvantages and, and, you know, what kind of covers and roofs and things can you put over them? For sure. You know, whether you're high in the sky um, for a better view or whether you're wanting more privacy and you're down low on the ground like a patio, you can definitely cover, cover both. Um, you will um, need to make sure that you're properly supporting the roof loads if you put a roof on it structurally. So that's definitely yeah. a factor to, to think about for sure. Yeah, and, you know, with patios, you really got to watch. You know, what I try and explain to people is when you're doing that roof, your patio is only, you're doing concrete, it's only about four inches thick at the best. You know, you've right. only got about a four or so inch thick base. So if you put the pier that's going to hold the roof, that's going to go down, you know, all the way down 30 inches below mm-hmm. the frost line, roof's not going to move. You know, a lot of a lot of people try and do that in with the patio and yeah. pour the patio kind of right over it. But you've got this patio that could move around and shift and you know, lift up when it freezes. So you really need to think about, you know, this is some of our building practices is think about the separation of the patio and the pier so that if that patio wants to lift up a quarter inch during a freeze cycle, then, you know, your pier doesn't and you have a little separation to have that, you know, work out and and happen and, and not have, you know, any issues there. But let's think about now enclosures. We've got a roof. We've got this. You know, everyone wants to kind of enclose this deck or patio. You know, is there any advantages or can you do it to both, you know, enclosing a patio versus a deck? I mean, typically, you know, it's easier to enclose a patio versus deck, specifically if you're looking to keep elements out in the colder months. And really, the only point for that is with a deck, there's just more that needs to be done to the underside of the deck decking boards to accommodate this if you're looking to keep the elements out. But both can be done, and there are many advantages to doing this um, in order to use the patio or the deck potentially all year long. And in terms of, you know, enclosing your deck or patio without keeping all the elements out, there's a lot of different options. If you're not looking for the four season, you're looking more for a three season, there's a lot of different options that can be done. We use Easy Breeze a lot which is a paneled system. You can open and shut clear vinyl panels to keep pollen, most snow and rain, not all, but most of it out. You still have the availability to enjoy a nice breeze and open air when you want to, but you can also close the elements out when you don't want to. So there's a lot of different options. Yeah, and, you know, another thing I talk about all the time is, you know, if you're not doing a roof structure, you're not doing stuff like that, you don't always need permits for a patio, mm-hmm. four inches of concrete on the ground where you always do 
with a deck, with a structure, you've always got that load bearing structure and everything. So we're gonna get into our second break here, but I can't wait, everybody stay tuned. I wanna get into the kitchens. I wanna talk about outdoor kitchens. I wanna have some fun with that. I know we design a lot of them. So we'll be right back with that right after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich. And now, here's your host, Rich Horace. All right, we are back, guys. Final segment here. You're going to want to listen close. I've got Mosby designer Laura Powderly with me today. We're going over everything outdoors, everything outdoor living, patios, roofs, enclosures, screens, three-season rooms. We're doing everything. We're about to start on kitchens, which is one of our favorite spots. But I do want to remind everybody out there before we get started, because you know, this is what we do here at Mosby, right? We talk about this all the time. I come out, I look at stuff, I see stuff. I team up with these designers here to figure this stuff out. So, you know, if anybody out there, you're looking for something like this, you're interested, it's worth the time. It's worth the conversation just to see what we're all about. Um, so you can you can check us out online. You can go to callmosby.com, C-A-L-L-M-O-S-B-Y, Dot com. You can see all this stuff, all this information. You can make your appointments right there, get the request in, all that stuff. Or you could just give us a call, 314-909-1800. Get something scheduled. We'll come out. We'll take a look at it, and, and we'll get involved in some figuring and d- designing of all these great outdoor things that we can do. And, you know, outdoor kitchens and bars are kind of the two things that are really, really awesome, really fun to do. Mm-hmm. Um, great to see finished products on stuff like that, some of the different materials and everything. So, you know, Laura, when, when we're looking at an outdoor kitchen, um, how similar can an outdoor kitchen be to an indoor kitchen when you're figuring this out and in, in the design and everything of it? Yeah, it can be very similar. I mean, I think the biggest thing is that there are so many products that are rated for outdoor use, like appliances, cabinetry, and countertops. You could quite comfortably live out there if you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it, and it's it's some really cool stuff can go out there. Um, is there anything that you really, as you're designing, what do you have to consider for an outdoor kitchen that you really don't have to consider for an indoor kitchen? Yeah, it's kind of a a little bit of a different beast. You definitely want to look at the durability of the finishes. 
Um, being exposed to all the elements, you need to be very careful with your selection choices um, to make sure you're looking at um, items that will stand the test of time and that are rated for such an application. I think another huge thing is getting utilities out there. Oftentimes indoors, you know, some if not all of the utilities are already in the space, even if we're tweaking them a little bit. When you're remodeling, you know, outside, you might need to run electric, water, and gas out there that oh, yeah. you didn't have out there previously. <clears throat> yeah, it can it can really get into the building end of, you know, how this stuff comes together and, you know, hoods and different stuff like that to think about cooking and smoke and all this different stuff. Um, is there really, so what type of materials can be the same from outside to inside? You know, it really depends largely on how they're rated. There are a lot of like quartz countertops that are rated for indoor and outdoor that have universal use or uh, some granites. It really just depends on the rating that's applied to them. Um, and, you know, for example, you wouldn't want to put your standard wood cabinetry out there that will rot. Yeah. <laughs> you want to make sure, you know, that your countertop can withstand the fluctuating temperatures that lovely St. Louis has to offer. So it really just depends on how the products are rated. Yeah, but that is cool, though, because you can get some very similar, like, same type of countertops yep. inside to out. You can kind of match some of this stuff if if that's what you're after. And that's that's For really sure. kind of cool, yeah. Um, so thinking about when you go to an outdoor kitchen um, and, and thinking about appliances, mm -hmm. um, what kind of appliances can be installed outside? And, and, and is there anything else we need to think about with appliances when we're installing them outside? Yeah, you definitely want to make sure that they're tougher and more durable than indoor units. Um, they have more corrosion resistance. They have protected wiring and plumbing. You know, the exteriors are sealed to keep out gnawing rodents and, you know, insects that like to build nests. So a lot of different appliances are rated that way. Grills and smokers we already talked about, but refrigerators, warming drawers, ice machines, ovens, especially pizza ovens are big right now. Even a dishwasher you can get out there. Really, the sky's kind of the limit as long as they're prepped properly. That's really crazy, a dishwasher in your oh, outdoor yeah. kitchen. That I mean, is hey, so cool. Anything can be done. <laughs> yeah, no, that is that is really, really cool. So um, so if you have a client, you know, they come in, um, can you just kind of explain that process? You know, you're going to design an outdoor kitchen or an outdoor bar, stuff like that. What's that process like that you go through with that client to figure out what they want and yeah. get the right design for them? Yeah, it's it's definitely a process, and it's it's one of my favorite ones. It's super fun. I love being able to sit down, having an in-depth interview, going over all of the client's needs, wants, and all the dreams, what's possible for the space, um, and what makes sense for their space, what works well for yeah. them. We'll also you know put it in 3D and decide on a layout that works because – you know, it has to function for how you wanna how you wanna use it. There's a lot of different options and avenues for that, so we wanna find the one that's perfect. And then I get to go out and do all of the selections where we look at all of the materials together. So it all comes together and we can lay everything out and make sure it looks and functions exactly the way they want. And that takes time and uh, it's my favorite part. Yeah, absolutely. And and I love that because when you go through that process and you've and you've got your renderings and you're picking through things and it's you know it's it's almost like kind of house or car shopping looking around mm -hmm. finding what you want in it then once you get there you might start to realize wow this is really getting 
too costly or just too much or, you know, and you can start to kind of, you know, getting to see it, you can kind of backpedal. Right. Oh, absolutely. Take some things out. You can think, well, what if I don't have water and consider, you know, what it takes to get it there and consider, is it really worth the value, you know, prior to building it, you definitely don't want to try and find these things out, you know, as you're going on and, and things like that. So it's nice to go through all that. Right. But when you do have, you know, you're going through that process, you're working with the client, how do you really because some people don't even understand their own style or what mm-hmm. they really like. How do you really choose a style for an outdoor kitchen? Because that is probably a little bit different than inside. Right. How do you w- get them to find that out? Yeah, I would say a lot of clients, you know, they're visual. You, you, ha- you have to see it to be like, oh, I love that. Or, oh, I really don't like that. And I think I really heavily utilize Hows, which is a website um, for style inspiration with clients. We have a shared private board. We can pin um, pictures to, and we can actually have discussions on that board, you know, what they like, what they don't like. And it's a great space to educate a client on the possibilities. It's like Pinterest for your home. And I, I really use that for exteriors and interiors a lot. Yeah, no, that is, that is like really super cool. And, and figuring that out and, um, like my neighbor's kind of catty corner for me, their garage in the inside of their garage is like this giant tiki bar. They don't even like really park in it very often. And it's really, yeah, it's kind of cool, you know, that, but finding out what you really like and being able to see stuff like Mm -hmm. that on a large scale and a lot of things is, is really, really cool. Um, but let's talk about, you know, water, like Mm -hmm. when they want a sink, when they want a outdoor bar or kitchen to actually have a sink in it in our climate and everything, you know, what really has to happen for that? Yeah, you really have to plan ahead and know also the long-term investment you're getting into. You'll need to run, you know, insulated piping out to the space. And just like a pool or a sprinkler system, it would be best to winterize those pipes. Oh, yeah. um, so you really have to know the ongoing maintenance that's required, whether you do it or hire someone to do it, so that you know what you're getting yourself into when it comes to water. Yeah, absolutely. And there there is some some real ways that that has to be managed. And, you know, when, when we go and we vacation in Florida down in Destin, you know, we, we have this house and it has this outdoor shower that is like, you know, so really cool. And my wife's like, how do we get that at our house? And I'm <laughs> like, well, we moved to Destin. I don't <laughs> Two months out of the year, you, you can know, have it, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, a shower valve on the exterior wall mm-hmm. of your home, even when placed on the inside of the bathroom, isn't the greatest idea. So now you're facing it outside. I'm like, there's going to be a lot of maintenance right? and there's not a lot of months you're showering. So it is that is something to think about you know, how you work that and how you do it and get through it and everything. What if it snows so, tomorrow? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's literally it was just freezing overnight last night. Mm-hmm. We're back into it. And St. Louis is way too up and down. So real quick, what about lighting? Mm. What, what, what do we need to think about for lighting an area like that? Yeah, lighting is one element that's always left in the dust, I feel like. And in an outdoor space, it's super important to think through. Oftentimes when the sun sets, you don't want to take the party inside. So it should be a major factor when you're designing. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many different things that that we can do with lighting. 
Um, so what are a couple other things? We only got about a minute, but what's a couple other areas outside that we should consider lighting up? Yeah, I mean, you know, basic general task lighting of your, your living area outside is great. You also have to think about security and flood lighting. You could uplight trees, planting beds and your home, but also focal points. If you decide to do a big, you know, wood burning chimney, that'd be a great thing to wall wash and have a focal point. Um, or accenting columns or any other siding structure and just make dramatic curb appeal. Yeah, that that's totally awesome. And we do so many cool things with lighting when we have these projects, up lights, down lights, everything mm-hmm. around. Uh, but we are just about running out of time. I really appreciate you coming on with me today and going over all of this, Laura. It Happy was to be great here. having you. And I want to remind everybody again, you know, you want Laura to come out and, and figure this stuff out for you. Give us a call here at our office, 314-909-1800, or check us out online, callmosby.com. Or if you're in the industry, if you work in the industry, we are always hiring here. We're always looking for people, great, efficient, knowledgeable, quality craftsmanship. You, you'll love working here. Come check it out. And for everybody else, I'll talk to everybody next week. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.